Newt Gingrich is on the way on Flag Day. You're a grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, and forever in peace may you wave. You're the emblem of the land I love, the home of the free and the brave. Every heart beats true under red, white, and blue, where there's never a boast or brag. But should old acquaintance be forgot, keep your eye on that grand old flag. Let's get a sample. Uh, Newt Gingrich has a brand new podcast, Newt's World, and a brand new book. Let's get a scene setter before he calls in. This is a sample of a recent Newt's World podcast. The journey that you have put forward is now heard on this podcast, Newt's World, which is just amazing to me because we know, this is not what, you know, Ronald Reagan came out and said, okay, we're going into a soundbite generation. Oh, my God, Newt, if you would have had the power of the podcast back then like you do today. The thing about podcasts is you can have real conversations. You can dig in uh, and, and deal with issues. You can explore them. And you can also explore personalities. I mean, sometimes what's interesting is the person who's on, not just the ideas. And I think the podcast gives you the freedom to do that. Does that when, when you go to the podcast, is that the writer in you who has discovered a voice, or is it the other way around? You are the voice, and the writing as well as the podcasting come from your mind, body, and soul. Oh, I, I, I don't do any podcast that isn't me. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a team that helps on research. And we just did a whole series on the Founding Fathers. So we did uh, John Hancock. We did Samuel Adams. Uh, and we had researchers pulling the other details. But, but I'm the storyteller, and I'm trying to tell you what I think. Uh, and uh, in that sense, they're very authentic. The other part of it is I like learning. So yeah. when you're dealing with a topic as new and as complicated as uh, artificial intelligence, uh, I'm there as a student. And you're, you and I are listening to some expert uh, who knows a lot more than we do about the topic. And we welcome former House Speaker, Professor, Historian, Futurist Newt Gingrich. It's fitting to have you on uh, KTOE on Flag Day. And, you know, Newt, sometimes our flag is tarnished or burned. It keeps waving. What comes to mind to you on Flag Day? Well, I, I think the image of the uh, Marines on Mount Suribachi at Iwo Jima, raising the American flag, uh, and the, the whole sense that the American flag was a, a sign of our strength, of our patriotism, of our courage. Uh, and I think that it, it frankly should be the only flag that we fly in front of government buildings. I think that we should recognize that it is the symbol of our country. And, uh, you know, if you go all the way back to uh, Key sitting on that uh, ship, uh, composing the Star-Spangled Banner, watching the British bombard uh, Fort McHenry, and looking to see whether or not our flag was still standing. So I, I'm, I, my, I grew up in the Army. My dad spent 27 years in the infantry. And uh, I grew up with a very deep sense of patriotism and a sense that the American flag matters and is a symbol that unifies us. In Congress, way in the past, like uh, even Tim Penny and, and Tim Walls, it seemed like they, they were getting frustrated with Congress uh, getting along. But it seemed like you sort of got along with Democrats. Uh, it, it's tough to do? Well, no, you just, you just have to recognize sometimes you're not going to agree. I mean, Minnesota had a, a huge impact on me, uh, both uh, Bill Frenzel, who uh, was a senior member when I got there and really became my, my mentor and my advisor. Uh, Vin Weber, who was one of my closest friends, uh, who uh, Dan Meyer, who was my chief of staff and then became 
uh, Speaker McCarthy's chief of staff, the, the only person I know of to be chief of staff to two different speakers as a Minnesotan. Uh, Arnie Christensen was my second uh, chief of staff. He's also from Minnesota. Annette Meeks uh, became my, my uh, chief of my congressional staff. She's from Minnesota. So I, I have lots of ties to Minnesota. My wife was born in uh, Whitehall, Wisconsin, which is right on the Minnesota border, and uh, has several girlfriends who live in the cities. Uh, so, you know, I, I have a lot of fondness. And frankly, uh, all of those folks were pretty good at dealing with Democrats. I mean, they understood that uh, in sort of the Hubert Humphrey tradition of being happy, uh, Humphrey was a great, happy warrior, and uh, you, you could work together. You, you didn't have to always be fighting in your book, March to the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution, just out, uh, like Ronald Reagan, thoughts on Ronald Reagan or how he impacted you? Well, I mean, I first started studying Reagan in 1965 when he ran for governor, and I began working with him in 1974. Uh, when I was a freshman and he was running for president, I helped organize the first Capitol Steps event where all the House and Senate candidates came together with uh, then-Governor Reagan, and he announced a contract with America. And we really were standing on his shoulders in 1994 doing the same thing. Uh, Reagan was the most effective political leader of my lifetime. Uh, he set out to do three things, defeat the Soviet empire, rebuild the American economy, and renew a sense of being proud to be an American. He achieved all three. Uh, he won an election so large that he only lost one state in, in the his second term. And, and in his first term, when he went against Jimmy Carter, he had carried the biggest electoral margin against an incumbent president in American history. So I, I had great admiration for Reagan. Uh, Calista and I, my wife Calista and I, uh, did a movie called Rendezvous with Destiny about Reagan. And he plays a role in my book, March to the Majority, because he was so central to defining a, a modern, populist, inclusive Republican Party. Thoughts with Newt Gingrich. Bill Clinton, what comes to mind, Newt, on Bill Clinton? Well, he was very personable. Uh, and, and, you know, he had a, he had a, a charm that was amazing. Uh, he was very idea-oriented. Uh, he and I would get together. We were sort of like graduate students. Uh, we'd, we'd sit there and we drove our staffs crazy because we'd sit there and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> uh, we spent 35 days together hammering out the only four consecutive balanced budgets in your lifetime. Uh, we ended up being able to find a way to pass welfare reform, which was, for the Democrats, a very radical step. Half, half the Democratic Party voted against it, even when Clinton endorsed it, because they just hated the idea of putting people to work uh, and giving them a, a path out of poverty. Um, and there's a wing of the Democratic Party that wants people to be dependent and wants people to have, have to rely on government. And when Reagan had once said, uh, the best social program is a job, and that was just uh, the worst thing you could say to a Democrat. So now we have, what, about 20 Republican nominees for president. That's not too many. That's uh, sort of on target for this time of year? <laughs> well, it's a lot, and you're going to get more. And what it tells you is uh, that even though he is a great governor of the state of Florida, the governor DeSantis has not been able to sort of close the sale with the non-Trump people. Uh, in the last survey, uh, just two or three days ago, taken after the indictment, Trump was at 61 percent among Republicans, and the 39 percent is now divided up with, with DeSantis getting the largest block, but not enough to, to crowd out candidates. So 
you're going to get you may even get another five or six candidates before this is over. And this is the impossible question: Will Donald Trump be the nominee? Uh, almost certainly. Really? Uh, you know, he's a, look when you're at sixty-one percent, uh, <clears throat> and I think he's gaining ground because I think among at least among Republicans, the anger over the totally phony indictments is just enormous, uh, and I think it becomes almost an act of betrayal not to be for him, and that puts huge pressure on his opponents. Plus, it allows him to totally dominate the news. I mean, there are great people out there. Tim Scott's a terrific senator. Uh, Nikki Haley was a great governor. It's very hard for them to break into the news if it's all Trump all the time. Hey, congratulations on Newt's World, the book, March to the Majority, the Real Story of the Republican Revolution. And thank you for your comments on Minnesota, because we've had so many politicians or folks that we're so proud of. Well, you should be. You should be. And it's a great tradition, and I'm delighted to chat with you. Newt Gingrich, only the best. Have a great summer. Thank you. Newt Gingrich, we'll take a break. Come right back. Mr. Gingrich, thank you for the time. Thank you. Take care.